I'm Jerry in Boston, Massachusetts. And I'm Eric in Alabama. Welcome to our listeners in the U.S. and around the world. You're listening to It's Another Sunday Podcast. Hey, Jerry, how are you doing? Hey there, my friend. I am better than I deserve. How are you doing today? Oh, same here. Same here. How are things up in Boston? No complaints. No complaints. Nice. Keeping keeping busy. It's another Sunday. Yes, it is. And Alabama, how are things there? About the same. Very good. Getting close to graduation. Yep. You going to make it? Yep. <laughs> I hope. I don't want to jinx it. All don't right. Well, we're not going to we're not going to mention it. We're not going to yeah, mention it. Don't talk about it. <laughs> uh before we get jumping uh into this week's episode, I thought um as you know, I, I thought we'd let our, our our listeners know that our good friend Tom um who appeared on our program back in January to talk about candle pin bowling has been uh, has been ill and had to have some some surgery recently and uh, we just wanted and he is a listener he listened to our episodes and we want to say Tom we are thinking about you get well quick and speedy recovery because we need you to come back on the show our listeners. I think we say this every episode. We have some very good listeners, and they—they're just amazing. They send things all the time, whether it's a, a, a small comment or a text message to one of us, or an email, or something you know for us to look at, or suggestions of folks to have on the show. I got this from a listener. This is an article that appeared. On, uh, on local television here in Boston and maybe on other networks around the, around the country. But the title of this is called Massachusetts Tops the List of America's Snobbiest States. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. So apparently a new list by a career site called Zipia dot com has Massachusetts to be one of the top or not one of the the top snobbiest state in America. So where does Alabama fall? We'll play a little game in just a second, but it's funny, New England, Vermont is number two and Connecticut came in at number three. So New England did not fare well. Uh New Hampshire and Rhode Island and Maine all made the top ten. So New England made the top 10 of this list of the snobbiest states. It says the company here based in San Mateo, California, compiled this list by weighing factors such as the percent of the population with a bachelor's degree, the percentage percentage of those with a degree in arts, and it goes on to say things like... Now, wait a minute. They did... How did they determine this? It said that it had a uh, 
a, a it used factors such as the percentage of the population that had a bachelor's degree and the percent of those with a degree in arts. Well, that's incredibly biased. I mean, just because you have a degree, you're somehow a snob. <laughs> well, it goes on to say, if you ever find yourself saying, actually, it's pronounced, or you've probably never heard of it, but they're saying, you may be a snob. <laughs> so again, New England makes a top 10. Uh, New York was number four. California was number seven. What do you think that uh, Alabama fell on the list? My guess would be that we were somewhere in the last four states on the bottom of the list. Alabama is actually, actually listed 46 oh. out of 50. So that very good guess. Can you tell me, um, take a guess at what the 50th snobbiest state was, the bottom of the list? Hmm. This is like Jeopardy. Um, no, tell me. West Virginia. Okay. So interesting, uh, interesting article. Thanks to our listener for that. And again, it came from, um, from one of our local uh, t uh, news stations here in Boston. And it is compiled again by Zipia.com out of San Mateo, California. I don't know if I should be offended by that or not. <laughs> You don't know how offended you should be. It says here in the article, it says, how do you tell someone went to Harvard? You don't, but trust me, they'll tell you. <laughs> uh, it, it, the article says, in addition to being home to a prestigiously smug university, Massachusetts is ridiculously more educated than the rest of the country and has a strong appreciation for wine, W-I-N-E. Sounds like a perfect breeding ground for snobbiness and artis <laughs> artisanal cheese stands. <laughs> uh, that is very biased. Now, <laughs> I remember I remember one time, it was actually the summer after I went to go visit you. In school, we were looking at schools around the country, and they had rated, oh man, I can't even remember what the graph was based on. Dadgummit. It's it's been it's been so long. But I think it was like the wealthiest communities um in the United States, or maybe it was the wealthiest schools. Ah, oh, I'm gonna have to remember. I can't remember. I think it was the wealthiest schools because we were learning about schools, but um what was it? The the town of I think it was Lexington, Massachusetts, was the top of the list. And we had just been there. When when I went to visit you and we went up to Lexington and Concord and saw the old North Bridge and it, it could have changed since then. But I think that was the wealthiest school. I, and again, I I may have gotten that graph wrong. It's been like two years since I've seen it. So um, don't hold me as saying this is true, but I, ca I can't remember. But it was like um, I think it was either Lexington or Concord. I want to say Lexington. Here's a perfect example of why we are the snobbiest, because you're. It's what we we say here. We don't say Concord like they do in yeah. North Carolina. We say Concord. Yeah, or, right. So almost as if it's spelled uh, C O N C I D, Concord, 
Massachusetts. Or like so, I conquered this country. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's Lexington and Concord. Uh, yeah. That's how we pronounce it up we here. we conquered that thing. <laughs> so according, according to America. That, According to that article, according to that article, if if you say, no, it's pronounced like this, you're a snob. So, so then I guess they're right. I just don't know about number one. But, you know, I, I think I've told you this story before about the, the, uh, the, um, the young man from Alabama that went to Harvard University up here and was walking through the campus of Harvard University when, um, he had asked, um, where's the library at? And the Harvard student came back and said, here at Harvard, we don't end our sentences with prepositions. So the young man from Alabama responded, I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. Where's the library at, jackass? <laughs> <laughs> okay. True story. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want to tell them it was you, but you know. <laughs> First of all, no, I'm me at Harvard. Come on, come on. I thought you went there for the buffet. Right. Yes. Yeah. See, you can go to any school and visit. Right. They have a. <laughs> they have. <laughs> they have a. I'm interested in applying. I'm just going to take the tour. <laughs> <laughs> Once a year. <laughs> they have a wonderful buffet over there. No, it's a great it's a great campus. It's a great school. I pick up a lot of folks uh uh when I'm out doing the um the Uber and the Lyft thing. I do pick up a lot of uh a lot of the college kids from the campuses of Harvard and MIT. And I've been on the campus uh before. There's a couple of museums over there that are really, really cool. So Jerry, I think on the past couple of shows we've we've kind of mentioned how you're getting back into Uber and Lyft, and uh, so I've got to ask, like I've heard, um, like I think NPR has got some Uber and Lyft stories, and um, so I was wondering if you have any particular Uber and Lyft stories that you would like to share. I have jotted down notes over the last four or five years now that I've been doing this and uh, interesting uh, stories. I always said I was going to write a book and I still may. I still may. I don't know if there's one out there yet, but I, I, I probably should think about that before somebody else does now that I've made it public here that Absolutely. I want to do a book. Yeah, you but, should do that. Yeah, I have a couple of, uh, a couple of interesting stories, some funny stories. I, I think... Probably, probably the, the the strangest, and and it's been a lot of strange ones. But I think probably the strangest one to me was the gentleman that proposed to his girlfriend in the back seat of the car. So what did you do? Well, so I we would drive. I had picked up these this couple, and we were taking them to a restaurant in Boston, and about halfway through the ride. I heard this blood-curdling scream from the back. Now it's at night, <laughs> and it was it was dark out, so it was you know it wasn't like the middle of the summer or anything where it's light you know. It, but this was this it was dark, so I couldn't see in the back. All I heard was this was this woman screaming. I immediately pulled over, get out of the uh, out of the car, 
ripped open the back seat door and I was ready to engage because I had no idea. And when I kind of ripped open the door and, and of course the light's on and, and they could see my face and he's like, no, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And he goes, I just proposed to my girlfriend. And I said, marriage (laughs) (laughs) in my car. (laughs) And she's like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. You were like about to like (laughs) prevent a murder. (laughs) I, I, it scared, it scared the hell out of me because it was literally a, like a blood curdling scream. (laughs) And. Of course, I, when I'm when I'm driving, I have the GPS in my ear, so it's always talking to me. So I and I really don't pay attention to what other passengers are saying. However, I will say this: that the passengers in Uber and Lyft, I, I think they forget that there's another person in the car. Yeah, they just because kind of take it for I, granted. Some yeah, some of the things I've heard, nothing that I have to testify to. Thank. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just some of the strange th- conversations. Our next witness will be Mr. Yeah. DeViller. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know, um, I don't record things. I don't have a camera in the car. I'm not recording the ride. Uh, but yeah, it, you just hear things sometimes. I guess it's kind of like a bartender, you know, people talking. Because people will tell you things. and But usually when there's people in the back, either on the phone or they're talking to each other, they just completely forget that you're there. And um and they really reveal some really personal things. But in, in this case, um, I, I, th- I don't know if he was going to propose at this restaurant I was taking them to. Maybe he got cold feet. He was afraid she'd say no or whatever. And so he just figured that was the place to do it. Or maybe he wanted to tell a story when, you know, if they have kids, it's like, oh, mom and I, you know, I proposed in the back of a of a car, you know. She did say yes by the way. Good. If anybody's wondering. And no, I did not get invited <laughs> <laughs> to the wedding. So, although, you know, those aren't invites in my opinion anyway. The wedding, in, they're not invitations. Those are invoices. This <laughs> <laughs> <is> true. <laughs> this is true. I have a real sick way of looking at things, don't I? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, it's true, though. Now, yeah, you know, it's interesting what you said a minute ago. It's like people have told you crazy things um, in the, you know, when you're driving them, Uber, Lyft and all that stuff. But it's funny sometimes how you can open up to a stranger who you think you're never going to see again. And not all the time, but sometimes just depending on where you're at or where you're going, what you're going through, whatever, you can open up to a stranger. Sometimes may it might be easier to open up to a stranger than somebody that you've known all your life because you because because you don't have to live with them. <laughs> you know, you're not going to see them again. It's like, here's just this person I can talk to and. And the likelihood of me ever meeting them again or developing a relationship with them is going to be, you know, highly unlikely. But I've never really thought about that much until now that you mention it. But that's interesting. Well, it makes sense because I've had people in my car ask me for advice. 
In fact, uh, just today, somebody was asking about car dealership, for example. Um, passenger was looking for, do I know any car dealerships and what should I look for? And, you know, it was, um, uh, um, it was a young lady who was, uh, who was buying her very first car and she, she liked the car that I'm driving around in. She was asking about that and, you know, about dealerships and what does she, you know, cause car dealers unfortunately have a bad reputation. Yeah. Um, we have some great car dealerships in Massachusetts, in Massachusetts and, and so I've given her a couple of names and say, you know, check this out, check this guy out or check these people out. And so you get that, uh, dating advice. And the, I'm the last person that you want to ask about dating advice. Okay. But they yeah, do same ask. Here. Same here. So any of our listeners do not contact. It's another Sunday podcast about <laughs> dating advice. Please know me and Jerry. I have absolutely no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> um, um, unless you want bad advice, yeah. you can ask me. <laughs> uh, I can't speak for you, but yeah. Um, no, but I've actually had folks that have gotten in the car, and, and they usually say, can I get your opinion? And my response is always, are you sure you want it? Because I am and can be extremely opinionated and uh, and very open and honest about every everything, so. Those are kind of some serious stories, but do you have any funny ones you want to share? There's, there's, there's a couple I'm trying to think here. There was, um, there was a couple that I had picked up who had quite a bit to drink, we'll say, and they were having a discussion, pretty heated discussion in the backseat of the car. And I was taking them about 10 miles from, from one bar to another, actually. And I, again, I don't, they don't realize there's somebody sitting in the front seat and I don't usually get involved at all unless there's a reason to somebody's in danger or they're just belligerent or they're bothering me or, you know, giving me, giving me crap. But in this case, this particular ride was, this couple picked them up at a bar. They obviously had a, a few to drink. They were arguing about something to do with the relationship or whatever. And as I was driving them to this particular bar, the second bar in the city, I was going down a street probably doing about 30 miles an hour. And I didn't realize that they had just put in these, what they call them, traffic calming devices, otherwise known as speed bumps and <laughs> I didn't see it at night and it wasn't one of these little bumps. This was like the whole crosswalk with a, with raised. You got some air on that joker. I, all four tires, <laughs> the, this, the car went airborne. So they're in the middle of this argument <laughs> Did their heads hit the roof? And I hit I hit this speed bump, and they hit the roof of my car. <laughs> and they didn't have a seatbelt on because I heard it. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Boom. And then I heard nothing. So I flip on the light as I'm driving, and I apologize. I said, oh, man, I didn't see the speed bump. I'm so sorry. They were just looking straight ahead. <laughs> the argument ended. They're like, oh, no problem. No problem. You saved their marriage, Jerry. I guess. <laughs> I don't know about that. 
but it was just like it took that it took that oh. jolt to uh to, like, to, hey, to snap out of to it si- <laughs> <laughs> so there was there was that um they probably were, thought you were so mad at them <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's I, pretty- I, no, I think I think I just shocked. I I think I shocked them. I didn't know what hit them, and they weren't injured or anything like that. I made sure of that. <laughs> they were glad and, to be alive. <laughs> and yeah, I apologized and everything, and uh, and actually they tipped me. So <laughs> it was uh, yeah. So that that's one of the funny ones that I can that I can that I can think of. Um, just that scene in my head. That's funny. It, well, you know, again, at the time I was doing it, I was obviously, oh, you know, I had to make sure they were okay. And then inside it was like, wow, you know, and then it, then it became funny after I had, <laughs> after I had dropped them off. Yeah. I've had unusual requests. Uh, once had a guy get in the backseat of the car and go, dude, do you mind if I smoke a joint? <laughs> um, yes, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, it wasn't legal, and even if it was, no, you can't. I have to. It's other passengers that have to get into this car. Is marijuana legal in Massachusetts? Yes. Yeah, we have oh, dispensaries okay. up here now. Yeah. We when have, do they do that? When um, did that become a thing? I, you know, I'm not sure of the, of the year. It's been a couple of years. I think pr- certainly prior to the pandemic, uh, because I have pulled up, and that was another, that's actually another funny story. Is I pulled up to this place where I thought was a bank. And I used to notice police were outside of this bank every time I went down this main street in Boston. And I got a call. I pulled up, and uh, there's a sign that said, pick up, drop off. And I I parked there. And I'm waiting a few minutes. And uh, I call the passenger before I leave. There's a time limit if you've ever taken a, 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 a shared ride. So I called them. And it, it was this stoned out of their mind guys that were looking for me. Now I'm 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 in front of the building, and I'm in this kind of car. It's you know this color car. We don't see you. We don't see you. And I said, "Well, I can come find you, but I, describe what's around you." And they were describing my car. <laughs> including the license plate. And I said, where, I said, where, where, where are you? Now, mind you, there's a bunch of people standing in this queue and they're all outside of this building waiting to get inside. So everybody's on a phone. I have no idea. So they're behind me, standing on the sidewalk, looking at my car, giving me the make, the model, and the license plate. And I said, dude, that's me. <laughs> Do you see the fl- do you see the flashing lights? Yeah. Get in. Yeah, so that there's so many stories like that. Um I'll just share one more that I thought was very interesting and strange and actually got a kick out of it. I sent this one to um I sent this one to the transportation company uh thinking they might think it's funny and use it in one of their articles. Um I got a call to go to a railway station here in town uh, with a commuter rail picks up and I pulled up the pickup drop off spot and passengers nobody there. now there's nobody around there's no train there's no people there's not even any cars 
So I wait for the clock clock to count down because sometimes people are, you know, in a, in maybe they're in a store or something, getting something to eat. Clock gets down to almost zero. I call the passenger. They answer right away and they go, we're at the train station. We don't see you. And so I said, okay, well, I'm, are you on the other side? And they said, I'm not sure. We've never been here before. I said, okay. So I said, describe your surroundings. And he said, I'm, I'm, there's a highway to the, to the right or to the left of us. I'm going, there's no highway at this train station. This is not, we're not at a highway. We're in a, we're in a small town. I said, did you come in on the train from Boston? And he says, Boston? He goes, I'm in Perth, Australia. <laughs> I says, as in the continent of Australia? And he's like, yes. Where are you? And I says, I'm in the United States. So what we figured out was the name of the train station that he was in, in Australia, was the same name of the train station here in my town. Wow. And so apparently when he went on the app. Um, it still registered, it, registered it, that he was in the United States or something? I don't know how it worked, but it popped up. And, and when he when he said, you know, send the ride, it came to me, which is the strangest thing. That's why I sent it to them saying, I don't know how this happens. It's, it's a fluke or, or what. Um, but he was... He was in Australia, and I said, I can come and get you. It might take me a couple weeks to get there. <laughs> and I don't know if you want to pay the bill to wherever you're going. So, uh, yeah, that was that was one of the stranger, another one of the stranger stories. But we had a great conversation because how, how who talks to Australia for free on the phone, right? This was all through the transportation company. So, you know, we talked wow. about the weather and, and <laughs> it was the next day or something. And yeah, it was, we had, we had like a five or six minute conversation and a really good laugh, um, about that. So I do have some more stories for a future episode we can get into at that time. And if you listeners have any ideas on what you would like to hear us talk about, or if you want to come on the show and talk about something maybe you're interested in or something interesting that you're doing, or if you know somebody who would be a great guest on the show, please drop us a line at it's another Sunday podcast at gmail.com. Well, and that'll conclude this week's episode. Eric, any uh, final words from you? Just remember to roll with the changes. It's another Sunday podcast. It's produced by Eric and Jerry. Music composed and performed by Tom Blaze. Check out Tom's YouTube channel at Tom Blaze. Technical advisor for the show is Tom Billadu. That's going to do it for another episode of It's Another Sunday Podcast. Get well, Tom, and Godspeed, Glenn. Thanks for listening. <laughs>